Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to CMTW Podcast. Or could we live with Anthony Lombardi? <laughs> Stephanie says, I see you in Zoom. Thank you, everybody, for joining the attendees that are joining through um, uh, Zoom. And everybody on the Chinese Medicine Networks group, thank you for joining in. We're live with Anthony Lombardi. Um, I hope that the audio is okay. We're trying a couple different things today. Anthony has his ear pods in. Got my ear pods in. And you're hearing us through the ear pods? That's correct. Oh, very cool. Very cool. We're going to try that at some live seminars too. Jessica, hi from Austin. Jessica says we can hear you. I hope the audio is good. Anthony, your audio is pretty good. Yeah, apparently I've been trying. I've been calling all my friends who answer and uh, they uh, they said it sounds good. Oh, I lost your video. Yeah, sorry. I just oh, a phone call here. I sh- it should be on uh, uh, the climb. Just a guy. I have to. Uh, I should go, go on. Uh, what do you call <clears throat> airplane mode? Yeah, definitely go on airplane mode if you can. So we have a couple things to cover today. A few things. One of the things that I wanted to um, mention that I noticed is that the last few seminars you had, the three days, the X Store Motor Points, and even the EA, they had a lot of soft tissue in them. And it got me thinking that, geez, you know, uh, Vancouver now is going to have a full day dedicated to soft tissue. But what a difference it makes. And it's amazing, uh, you know, it's amazing how much soft tissue alone can accomplish just with injury healing and pain relief. But almost, how you know, the pain relief is one thing, but how much it can accomplish with um injury healing is so important we lost anthony yeah i figure um i'm back so i wanted to start off by saying the last seminar you did in seattle um a lot of soft tissue was taught even though it had electroacupuncture and motor points and the free webinar that that anthony did uh a while back uh, basically resolving trigger point just with soft tissue was pretty incredible too. So it really is really going to be a big part of, of uh, well, it's been a big part of it, but it'll be continue to be a big part of his seminars going forward. So I wanted to talk with Anthony when he manages to come back on. Uh, he's playing. Um, uh, it says you disabled my uh, video. I think you have to do my video. Open. Yeah, there you go. Make you co-host, then you'll be back. One of the things we want to talk to, to you, Anthony, today is why is, in a nutshell, and you've explained this at different times on different clips, but why is soft tissue so important um, in the injury and healing process? So it, it is extremely important because when you have a tissue injury, we, we understand there's neurogenic inflammation. And the role that neurogenic inflammation has is the release of inflammatory chemicals from the sensory nerve. So the nerve, which is essentially in the midst of all these tissues, ligaments, fascia, muscle. And neurogenic inflammation is sticky. It's like liquid glue. So think of liquid glue spewing into those orifices, those, those, those fascial planes along the muscle it actually creates those tissues to stick to each other. That's why they call them adhesions. Trigger points are called adhesions. They stick together. So you can use needles to break up those adhesions or to stimulate 
uh, activation of, of inhibited muscles. But you need a manual force in order to break those tissues up. If you have a manual force, you accelerate the soft tissue healing process. And as I talk about in, in the extor course, I talk about how you have the this phases, the three phases of tissue healing, the inflammation, zero to 72 hours, the repair phase, which is 72 hours to uh, uh, six months. And then you have the remodeling phase, which is three weeks to six months. So you have a remodeling phase and a repair phase happening at the same time. So if you have the proper stresses, the manual stresses along those tissues, you accelerate the effects of healing. Acupuncture alone can't do it. I should say it can do it. It just takes so much longer. Excuse me, I have to sneeze. Yeah. <coughs> so if you had, let's say, a shoulder problem and you just use needles uh, or electroacupuncture and needles, it would take you, let's say, 10 visits, right? Mm -hmm. But if you used manual work with electroacupuncture, we're talking like four visits or five visits. It dramatically cuts down the treatment time because you have are applying a different tool. All of the really, really good manual therapists in the world use a aspect of manual treatment, mm -hmm. especially if they're in private practice. They all do. And so those who learn a basic subset of manual skills will become elite in their field or in their community because they can only accelerate their results. They get will get a dramatic improvement. And that's the reason is because it comes down to science. We're offering a non-noxious stimuli, that manual treatment, to break up and stimulate tissue healing. It, it's awesome. I see, you know, there are a lot of different manual techniques that work very well, of course. But the one thing that I was also, you know, impressed with is that you don't complicate it. It's 30 or 40 passes, you know, and again, anybody can maybe incorporate what they use as well. But for those of us who don't have that soft tissue experience or, you know, like to overcomplicate things, it doesn't, it need not be that way. And so it's very fast how the soft tissue yeah, it's so true that it's a myth, and I think I think that, and we'll talk about this more. I think people, and it happens in chiropractic a lot. Okay, so in chiropractic, and I think it happens in traditional Chinese medicine. Let's just let let's call it out. It's that a lot of things that are non-traditional in nature, especially let's say in chiropractic, soft tissue work isn't a, isn't a thing that's by, looked at as positive by the traditionalists because manipulation is. Mm -hmm. And if you take traditionalists who say, well, soft tissue really is the needling that makes acupuncture acupuncture, they are going to deter others by saying things like, oh, that's really difficult. That takes a long time to learn. Mm -hmm. um, or even guilt them into saying that's not really acupuncture. That's not traditional Chinese medicine. And the really, really good therapists use a little bit of everything when dealing with musculoskeletal pain. But the reality is it's extremely easy to learn. You have mm -hmm. one prerequisite, at least one hand. All right, you can do it. <laughs> Honestly, you know, some people who don't have two hands, no, you know, that's one true. hand definitely is what you require. And if you have two hands, that's even uh, better. But the thing with that is that you can't learn it from a video. You know, we can learn acupuncture from a video. We can. You can watch one of my videos or someone's videos and you can say, okay, I'm going to put a needle here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to add, you know, the ingredients, use this many hertz, go like this. On the safer but, ones, yeah. Right. No, but I, yeah, let's, I'm extremely safe. But what I'm saying is that I, from a video, you can't say, okay, put your hand. I can't tell you what tissue feels like from a video. Right, you, right. you can't experience that. You have to Definitely. experience it by actually putting your hand and mm -hmm. actually getting feedback from an instructor that's right beside you and the, and the patient because the patient will tell you and then you'll know from before and after. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely important and it's, it's very easy to learn. That's the thing. It, it, and it one of the things you mentioned is that like because we already have acupun acupuncture as a tool, which is so effective in and of itself, by adding in the soft tissue, now you bec you've become elite because you now have skills. You have the soft tissue, 
and you have the acupuncture, and that's going to those two things alone are going to make you much better than the majority of of manual therapists or people that treat musculoskeletal pain. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I think I missed. No, we're good. Here's the thing. The thing is. I already said that the best therapists in the world use a combination of acupuncture, electroacupuncture, and, uh, and manual therapy. Um, 100% of traditional Chinese practitioners learn acupuncture. Is that accurate? That's pretty accurate, right? Mm-hmm. 100% would do some form of acupuncture needling. In general, chiropractors, 20, only about 20% of chiropractors use acupuncture or a form of needling. And the same goes for about the physical, physical therapists. So the thing is, only those physical therapists that, or, and, and chiropractors that can incorporate solid needling, solid assessment, and soft tissue work will become uh, elite. And I know that's a bold statement, but it's absolutely true. Because you get someone who knows their stuff in assessment, needling, and soft tissue, it's, it's game over. Acupuncturists already know acupuncture. So all you need to teach them is assessment and we know how simply applicable uh, simplified assessment extra and whatnot is and soft tissue and when we talk about soft tissue we're talking about just basic introductory applicable uh, applicable techniques that can we have the i don't say i'm not a traditional chinese but traditional chinese medical practitioners have the inside edge when it comes to treating musculoskeletal pain they just don't know it that's mm-hmm. the thing and the, the flip side with the political side is I know there's a big rift between physical therapists, traditional Chinese medicine with respect to acupuncture versus dry needling. Okay. But the thing is, why don't we take a page out of their playbook and just start mm-hmm. using manual work and there won't be a story about they can do all the dry needling they want because mm-hmm. you're going to be head and shoulders above everybody. All right. Because of the results you're going to get. Can you imagine 70,000? traditional Chinese medical practitioners in the U.S. doing, learning uh, soft tissue and applying this to musculoskeletal care, they would lose their mind. And yeah, so what? So. It's in your scope of practice. You can do mm-hmm. it. Well, yeah. In every state, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some already do it. Some use a form of gua sha. Gua sha is okay. The issue with gua sha is that it's too broad of a treatment because it covers a large area. It's not that specific. And mm-hmm. traditional gua sha is, is too invasive on the tissue, creates a lot of noxious stimuli, a lot of the bruising and that. I'm not a fan of that. I think we can get a lot farther by focusing on the cutaneous nerves and, and how it interacts with the joint and we get much quicker results. My benchmark, Josh, is how quickly can we restore function when the patient goes from I'm injured to wow, I feel better than I did before. And we can do that very soon, like three, four visits in a lot of cases, makes significant improvement. You know, it was really cool, the trigger point video that you did, because you had an actual patient come in who contacted you just a few days before the, the webinar that we had planned, mm-hmm. and he said, trigger I have trigger finger, and he's had it for, I think he had it for a few months, if I remember correctly. Three months, yeah. Um, yeah. To a point where, you know, at work, he was using tools, I believe, and his finger would lock up, and he'd have to actually take his other hand and move it. And it as you work... minutes, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're at 20 minutes. As you worked through okay. the different okay. tissues, yeah. you started on the forearm, right? And then you did, and then you got improvement. Then you went to the extensors, first flexors, then extensors, and then you had more improvement. And then you went to the hand. And can you imagine having to have needled all of that? I mean, no, you would have needled the, the, the muscles responsible for the, you know, excessive contraction in the, of the finger. But then you also had the inflammation at the tendon area at the MCP joint, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, it was right that, here. You actually re- really cleared it up once you worked on the actual hand because there's a, a lot of fascia in here. So you're real, really able to see the steps as it improved of the different tissues involved. Yeah, that, that was that. Sorry. He came, back five, he came back five days later. We have that. It's up on AccuVids under the free membership. You also worked on another patient in that pre-webinar as well. But this particular patient, you followed up with five days later, and he was able to do this. He was just freely moving his, his fingers. And that was all just one visit of soft tissue.
So that was that was really I don't know if you caught that last part if it locked up on your end, but yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. I, I got it. So that was yeah, really. It, uh, people should definitely check that out to get an idea. So, so Josh, there there's an an example, and and also with carpal tunnel, if I just use needles with that patient, just needles, I still would be treating him, and like it's still eight ten visits still wouldn't get to the point where we needed. And what did that take? That was 20 minutes on a live show. It just mm -hmm. had it worked out. Yeah. So we need the manual. If you're not using the manual work, you need to start using it because your results will skyrocket. <sighs> skyrocket. It, it's, it's like, it's like playing. It's like playing four on five in basketball and your team has four players and you've been playing your whole life four and five and you think you have five people on the court until you realize, Oh my God, we're playing a man short. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, you guys are killing it. Cause you guys learned so well to play with four. Now you have an extra guy. That's what it's like. Yeah. That's it's, what it's, it's, like. it's, it's just really takes, uh, it's not all on the needles. It's not all about the needles. It is important, but it's not, it's not all about that. Um, and you had a couple of myths here. That you wanted to go through. Yeah, um, what, one I touched on already, it was that soft tissue work is hard to learn. It, mm -hmm. It's not hard to learn. And like I said, I think a lot of traditionalists or people who don't understand it try to project that, uh, those thoughts. It's not hard to learn. I mean, I learned it, right? And I'm, and I'm teaching how hard, how hard could it be? Right. <laughs> well, you do, you do also discuss the, uh, the body mechanics and, you know, using yeah. the... We, yeah. we go through it and, and the key to soft tissue work and that's like this would be this is why we're going to vancouver it's going to be the first time that we're actually teaching a whole day of soft tissue work nine different separate protocols mm -hmm. and uh, of course we're gonna have live patients where demonstrations will be done and we'll actually some of us will get to learn on actual live patients as well the first myth so we're talking about myth is that assessment msk assessment or extra assessment is difficult to learn a lot of times i see in the group someone will present something i have x patient you know what should i do and someone says what did your assessment reveal and they'll say well you know i don't know orthopedic assessment so um you know i i didn't do it so first of all that doesn't absolve you from just because you don't know doesn't mean that you, you you're okay to just start treating i mean it's still it's really clinical irresponsible it's irresponsible not to do some sort of an assessment. You can't just go blindly and start needling. You're, guess, you're guessing, right? And that's not, you know, do you imagine if you went to a surgeon and they said, well, we're just going to cut you open and we're just going to take out whatever parts we, well, do we have a plan? Like, do we know what we're looking for? Like, I know that's an excessive <laughs> example, but it's, you know, what we're doing sometimes is, as Dr. Cox would say, uh, bloodless surgery, right? Mm -hmm. And so, just to know that it, no matter your level of understanding in terms of anatomy, you can understand and learn the concepts of assessment and understand what the results mean and learn it effectively so you can apply it, understand what needs to be treated, why it needs to be treated, and then move on with your treatment. Because the biggest error people make is not recognizing if it's a mechanical problem or if it's a chronic systemic problem. If it's a chronic systemic problem, you wouldn't use motor points. You wouldn't actually needle inside the muscle. You and you just very light soft tissue work. You do things more like uh, systemic regulatory points, auricular points, uh, autonomic spinal segmental points, like perfusion treatment and, and needle cutaneously inside the skin. So, and majority of people miss that at the beginning, and that's why they say, you know, I, I've treated this patient for ten times, and and I'm not getting good results because we we miss the history. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, simple history should take a good history, 40 seconds. Well, I don't to add too. I mean, you might get lucky. You might have a patient that's presenting like they have fibro. You put mm -hmm. the needles in, motor points, and the person gets results. I would first question whether that person really has fibro. Because right. the majority of, or all fibro patients that I've ever worked on absolutely had hypersensitivity, um, like they would sometimes feel a little bit better, but then get worse. So it was very shaky and up and down as far as results are concerned. So you can get lucky like that, but going in with, with, with not blindly, but with an idea of 
what you're facing and up against, and then assessing on top of that after doing your intake, there's no other way to go. And that was missed in most TCM schools where, you know, a lot of the pain was treated just by local points and, you know, and that's, but, but oh, in this sense also reminds me of the, the uh, um, podcast you did a while back where how just basic knowledge of anatomy is enough to make you a really good practitioner. And that's what, when you just talked about the assessment and how it's, you know, yeah, you all, you're always learning, but don't be, in, don't be um, overwhelmed or kind of intimidated by learning, uh, learning assessment because maybe you don't have Gray's Anatomy memorized. It's not necessary. Yeah, and, and the other thing that, that traditional Chinese uh, TCM practitioners should realize is that chiropractors, physical therapists, and especially medical doctors are just as poor at assessment, mm-hmm. just as poor as recognizing is it mechanical, is it chronic systemic? Because believe it or not, they don't really touch on that in school. Very minimal. They don't. They talk about fibromyalgia and chronic pain, and they talk about mechanical problems, but they really don't tell you how to determine one from the other. Right. They really don't. So it, it's a global problem. And um, so, I mean, we have surgeons that that'll do surgery on people who have chronic pain. You know, and like, come on, and, and, they, you know, and. It's, uh, it's not just a problem with, with TCMs, but we have the opportunity to correct it because we understand how to needle. We're so, I say we, and I'm a parent, but. We acupuncturists. Th- those acu- who do use acupuncture, right? Because those who use acupuncture, if they can learn soft tissue, learn assessment, so far ahead, so far ahead. Mm-hmm. Like you guys should be the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And these physical therapists and anyone else who has a problem with it, like they're going to be left in the dust. I tell you, you know, a lot of chiropractors don't like me, by the way. I don't know if mm. you guys recognize that because I speak out in a lot of my writing. I'm just telling you like, you guys are doing it wrong. And this is why and I'm backing it up with science. Mm-hmm. They don't like me, but I like them. <laughs> I like, I like everybody, right? Just like Enzo Ferrari, you know, he said, he was saying, you know, some not very nice things to uh, a Fruccio Lamborghini and Fruccio said, you know what? I'm just going to go bake my own car. Yeah, I'm gonna make a Lamborghini. How do you like that? And if it wasn't for that, you know, that fire that sometimes these adversaries light, maybe you won't become as good. Maybe you won't push yourself to become to help others as much, you know. And I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, we have a, a somebody Jessica asked on Zoom: Will digging deeply into the anatomy trains text, for example, be a good direction to begin? I'm familiar with trigger point work and fascial planes but I'm unsure how to perform this legally in the state of Texas. I, I'm not sure what, what the, what's the law in the state of Texas. Are you allowed to apply soft tissue work or? Yeah, I would, I would think so. It's pretty much in everyone's scope of practice. And... So, so anatomy trains or, or vectoral, uh, vectoral lines of tension is something, vectoral lines of tension is what I cover in the sports course. So that's more in depth. All right. When you're looking at vectoral lines of tension, that's even more in depth. Um, what I would do is look more at very simply uh, doing what you do with the acupuncture and electroacupuncture. And essentially, let's say you're working on a shoulder joint and you do, you know, you follow your assessment and you restore the muscles that are inhibited. And you now we work on breaking up this, the soft tissue, the scar tissue over that area that where you place the needles to break up the scar tissue just going over that and specifically working on that area. That's all. Just mm-hmm. baby steps. Those baby steps, you'll go a long way. Before you know it, you'll be running. Uh, vectoral lines of tension is something that I cover in the sports course or sports anatomy where we're trying to assess and improve performance in athletes who have no mechanical problems. Meaning you have an athlete who says, I have had a bit of shoulder pain. You assess them. They have full range of movement, full strength. And you need to do other functional tests to bring out their abnormalities. Then you start looking at vectoral lines of tension. Mm. So that's a bit more advanced or involved, but still simple. And it's a great book if you read uh, any book that talks about vectoral lines of tension, anatomy trains included. Nice. Do we have any questions on uh, the Facebook group yet? If you have questions, pop them in the comments section on the group. Yes, I had a question um, come in from someone. 
what is the primary reason you are avoiding the term twina when discussing manual techniques you are discussing? I, I'm not familiar with it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say you're necessarily Josh, avoiding it. I mean, you could, twina would, would work well with this as well. This is the thing about it. I mean, you can apply whatever techniques you have. The principles are there. And how you get to those principles and, 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 and play them out is, uh, to me, up to you. I mean, you, one of the assistants in your seminars is Marissa. Marissa has a lot of soft tissue experience. And she's bringing her experience and ways into the fold here. She's putting it into the mix in addition to doing what you're doing. So it's definitely possible. It's doable. Call it whatever you want. I'm not sure to know exactly what's involved, but it, so in this approach, all right, what we're talking about is after the acupuncture treatment, we're looking at spending three to four minutes maximum on soft tissue work. And in that time, you'll be able to perform 180, 200 passes over the area that you're working on. So I'm not sure if that approaches it. Tweena, what is the definition of Tweena? Is it not using like uh, scraping techniques, things like that? What is, what it's exactly? Hands. They, use, they use different parts of their hands, back of the hand, um, right arm form, different motions. The one thing that Tweena can be very strong in its application. So the, 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 the idea here, I think, Anthony, would be to keep it non-noxious. You don't want to reintroduce yeah. pain or noxious so, stimuli into it. So with this approach, you could still see four to six uh, patients an hour, uh, mm -hmm. if, providing you had the rooms, and going from room to room, you, uh, using three or four minutes. So that's what, that's what I use. And, and that gives you that edge. So I think it's different in that sense, where it's really geared towards a clinical setting and getting outstanding clinical results at the same time in a short period of time. And that's why there's the different protocols that I teach. So I don't think we're avoiding anything. We're just telling, you know, my experience, what works, uh, you know, what, what really works best. And, and um, less is more uh, a lot of the times in, in these techniques. Right. Principles. And then that's the fun part of the, about the clinic too. start applying what you have, keeping the principles in mind that are guiding you, but then add in, you know, what you, mm -hmm. what you may. And that's, that's the fun part about clinic. It's when you're 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 curious and you're trying things. Um, can you speak specifically about the soft tissue work itself? Because this sounds like borderline massage. I mean, oh, no, not at all. No, no, no. no. It's not massage. No, 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 no. It's a massage, massage in the sense of like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want. Yeah, to... no, no. Massage is general. Uh, massage is is massage is like here's my deltoid and I'm gonna rub it to improve uh, surface level circulation, lymph flow, things like that. This is specific, specific to certain areas, creating tension in certain, in the areas that have trophic changes. It's you're using your finger pads and your fingertips uh, and you're using your, your, your hands. It, it's nothing like massage. It, nothing like massage at all. There's Guys, another... the, the, the key here is to get outstanding clinical results. Remember, we're improving range of movement and strength. And we're using these the soft tissue work to accelerate that process in an injured joint or region. Sorry, go ahead. Um, the, the, the Stephanie's Texas law does not actually does not have manual work in our scope. It is not excluded though, so generally everyone is comfortable with it. To be safe in Texas, join AOBTA. I take it that's the association. The, the attorney general has indicated that with an Oh, no. I don't know. It's not the association. AOBTA. The Attorney General has indicated that with an AOBTA certification, uh, accus in Texas are fine using Tuena, Shiatsu, or any other type of body work. Hope that helps. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, that's, there you go. There are typically workarounds. I know that, you know, in New York State, it's basically the application of, I don't know, they have like a, a list of, as long as you're applying uh, these techniques to acupuncture points, you're fine. I think they have like heat, electricity, um, maybe maybe manual therapy worded differently, but as, you know, it's in different scopes and different ways. Um, so yeah, so thanks, Stephanie, because that answered uh, Jessica's question. So awesome workaround, and uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you know being on top of it, making sure you're you're covered, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Danielle, do we have any questions on the group?
Yeah, we've actually questions on the Zoom side within questions. Um, so someone, someone has, um, says, I have a patient with a fibrotic knee that occurred after total knee replacement uh, and can only flex the knee to 80 degrees. Will acupuncture help to break down the fibrotic tissue? Without a doubt, yeah. For sure, the acupuncture will help, but you need manual work as well. And Anthony, how, yeah. will the joint needling that typically mm -hmm. is for osteoarthritis and degeneration of the cartilage and restoring it, if something's incurring in the joint like that, like a fibrotic knee, um, whatever the actual specific pathology is, let's just call it fibrotic knee, for example, that's inhibiting full range of motion. Would joint needling work in that case as well? For sure, without a doubt, because you're, it's going to help decompress the, uh, the, the joint capsule, um, help with uh, just local uh, uh, transport of, of toxins in and out of the joint. And it's going to cause a relaxation reflex even briefly in the joint itself. So then you can apply more range of movement, more manual work. There's one protocol that we teach with anyone who's taking the extra course knows this sideline release of the joint itself that works really well. <clears throat> Depending on how, lo how long they've been fi fibrotic for, that's going to be the limiting factor. <clears throat> so they may complement, uh, the treatment may be complemented by any type of injection as well whether it be a cortisone or lidocaine to help improve uh, or sometimes when it gets really bad to complement it you know with manipulation under anesthesia but to answer your question it definitely will help increase the range of motion past 80 degrees if you use acupuncture <clears throat> excuse me with uh, soft tissue work guaranteed yeah and the other part of that is you know with your assessment you'll, you'll be able to tell palpation and assessing what degree of the joint is playing in that in that restriction and what degree the surrounding muscles, right? Which are often tight and or inhibited, both usually after a surgery. So that would that would be a way that you would be able to find out versus um, what an MRI says or what the MD says, what the primary says, you know. Without a doubt, uh, so. Uh... What resources are available to learn this? We have a lot. I mean, I, I would get your basic anatomy down, understand that. We have a lot of videos to help with that, a lot of uh, free stuff on AccuVids.com and also in the CMTW group. Just go to videos and you'll see a ton of stuff. And Vancouver is like the ultimate course to learn oh, the soft tissue. Sure, ultimate would be going live. It's so applicable right after you learn it, you know, that, that that's what we, that's what we, pretty much pride ourselves in is that it's how but, yeah. and but Anthony also um, gives soft tissue um, in all of his courses. Right. Yeah, so that's what I yeah in the beginning that's what I touched on. Like I was surprised, you know, in Seattle, even though soft tissue wasn't in the name, there was a lot of soft tissue in that. Mm -hmm. Which is really yeah. cool. Because that's that's the difference. Extra practitioners they use a modicum of the soft tissue work to get those results. What I want to say about the people taking in Vancouver, I know there's some spaces available, probably not for long, is that I'm willing to bet that those practitioners become the best in their communities of all practitioners after this course. I know that's a, that's a big statement, okay? That's a big statement, but I'm telling you, after they learn this, after they apply it, six months later, if we were to follow them, they're going to say, I'm super busy. I'm getting tons of referrals. I'm super busy. I'm getting tons of referrals. And they're all going to be tops in their communities, regardless if they're, regardless of what their discipline is. Mm. That's going to be the difference. If you can make it to Vancouver, you can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. mm. I just made up that last part. <laughs> uh, you still from New York. <laughs> well, maybe I did. <laughs> you can really? I don't know. You no, can make it you anywhere. You can make it to Vancouver. No, if you can make it to Vancouver, to not, you can yeah. make it anywhere. Not if you can make it in. You just make in. it to so Vancouver. In and, and I'll take care of the rest. And then you can make it anywhere, meaning you can make it anywhere, in New York included. And that's true. And it's not, you know, you can have a lot of acupuncturists in your community. I've heard from a lot of people over the last, you know, well, since we've been working with you especially, but even with all of our seminars, you know, that that's what we strive for is, that you can apply it in the clinic and then you can start getting, you know, um, improved results. But I've heard from a lot of people 
even in busy cities or what they would consider, you know, a lot of acupuncturists in their area, and they can stand out. You, you'll, you'll stand out. You, you'll assess how many times, I, I've had this happen too, how many times have you assessed a patient for people out there that are doing it, and the patient goes, I've never had this before. Yeah. Nobody's ever looked at right. my, my shoulder like that before. Nobody's ever, I mean, shit, you put a hand on somebody, they're like, what are you doing? Oh, that nobody ever put their hands on me. We pride ourselves as acupuncturists for actually taking our time and, and, and with, with the patients. There's a lot of us who don't even palpate, so, which is unbelievable with a musculoskeletal problem. I mean, you've got to put your hands on the person at some point and, and feel what's going on. Um, there is, uh, what else, what else? Um, There's a clarification for what Stephanie posted about the AOBTA. Colin clarified that, uh, and it stands for American Organization of Bodywork Therapies of Asia. Okay. So, and there's a, I don't know if there's a link, but. Um, get that yeah. certification. Yep. And then you'll be, you'll be safe per the Attorney General. And we have something over on the Zoom side. I think um, for some of our newer viewers, we may need a little clarification of trigger points versus motor points. The question is, um, I've been curious for quite some time, why do you trigger, why do you do trigger needling using the NeuroStim machine versus manually controlling the needle by hand? So the <clears throat> trigger point, a motor point is the point where the nerve attaches to the muscle, the neuromuscular junction. It's the actual point where the uh, depolarization happens to contract the muscle. So on my bicep, there's the... Uh, there's the musculocutaneous nerve, it contracts and it contracts the muscle. That's the motor point. When we're stimulating that, we're stimulating that muscle to activate because through the testing, we found that it's inhibited. There's only specific regions that are inhibited. Muscles associated with the two girdles, the scapular girdle and the pelvic girdle. Trigger points are consequences to bad mechanics. So someone who sits at a desk all the time like this with their shoulders rolled and they do this for 20 years, they start developing knots in their trapezius. Those knots, those tight bands are trigger points. So we don't needle, I don't needle the trigger points. What I've, I mean, we do, that, that's it, I explained it in the course, but specifically when you see me with the pointer plus, I'm needling the motor points to improve the function and strength of the muscle, which improves strength and improves range of motion of the joint that it's associated with. The secondary step, once we get that, corrected is to go to the areas of trophic changes or knots or trigger points and break up those adhesions that happen from neurogenic inflammation and consequently using our hands manually helps break up those tissues quicker so you get quicker results faster than someone who just uses needles or 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 consequently who just uses soft tissue work and not needles you need to use them both together mm -hmm. that clarifies it yeah uh, um, the other thing too is I just want to touch on this because like I, I really want to I think a, a, I know for a fact that a lot of people don't take a lot of these courses that are different than what they've taught been taught in school because I mean I know I've seen it in the chiropractic side I don't want to take those courses because they're kicked off that they didn't learn it in school you know I spent x amount of money in school I should have learned how to assess I should have learned uh, soft tissue you know, and listen, you're not always going to learn that. That's just, you know, everyone can't, they can only teach you the basics, right? So that's the one thing. And the second thing is sometimes, I know this happens too in, in chiropractic and in TCM, that if the person teaching the course isn't of that discipline, they say, well, I'm not, I'm not taking anything from a non-TCM or a non-chiropractor from a chiropractor because they feel that they're doing their profession a disservice. What I have to say to that is I, I didn't learn from a chiropractor. I learned from a, a ton of, of different disciplines that weren't chiropractors, one. And two, you need to do what makes you better. If you're able to learn from anybody better than you, regardless if they're from another planet, you have to embrace that opportunity because it's about improving. If you're not willing to improve because you want to make excuses that I'm not TCM, or whatever, then you're not committed to improving and you have other things that are limiting you from that. But we need to put the patients first. 
And I'm telling you, if you want to be really, really fantastic, you want to be great. You got to do the acupuncture, which you do already. And of course the assessment, because we need a plan, but we have to incorporate the manual work. And, and that's it. That, that, that's what it comes down to when it's musculoskeletal care. That's why I'm successful. It's not because my ability to needle a trigger, a motor point. It's not even my ability to assess. It's the ability to put it all together because muscular issues are multimodal muscle, nerve, joint. That's the thing about the uh, seminars is when you have the demos, the demo patients, you really see the clinical thinking and the putting it, putting it all together. You, you get to see that. So we have a lot of demos um, in the seminars. It, we get a few complaints about it because Anthony doesn't like to take breaks and he, <laughs> he doesn't like to take lunch. But we do have lunch. We just no, put yeah, them in wherever we can. You, I, I give you lunch. You guys <laughs> have an hour for lunch. I just don't eat lunch. I have the more guest patients come in. And yeah, so eat you know lunch. that you constantly, listen, I have a guest patient come in. You could be eating whatever you're eating. But I'm telling you, you're going to learn two or three clinical pearls from, from what I'm doing. And it's going to go so far. We had seven guest patients in Seattle. It's like, if I'm learning to be a plumber, okay, and pl or an electrician, a trade, right? Where did they put that plumber or the electrician? Before they actually show them how electricity works, they start the apprenticeship process and you follow around a journeyman, right? Mm -hmm. And they see how it works. And bit by bit by bit, they learn from prior experience. So you're going to see another patient like I had in the demo. And plus with everything you learned, you're going to be able to put it together and you're going to look like a seasoned pro in front of this patient. That's why we do the demos because we learn by apprenticing. The seminar you had last year in Syracuse where you had the 50, 55 year old who came in and he was a hot mess, but he had adapted really well. He was still active and you discovered that his TFL and glute minimus were shut off were inhibited. But then you discovered that his ankle on the left was, was a problem. He hadn't, you know, the range of motion was off, his gait was off, and it was, he had metal in there. You treated the ankle and it turned back the, uh, turned on the TFL and glute minimus because there are those little clinical pearls that say, well, in the, in, the, in the case of an ankle injury, these muscles will shut off. It's things like that in the demos that are just, you know, and then his gait improved. And then you got, okay, well, his gait improved and, you know, uh, other things improved. His muscles were uh, stronger, but he still had the, the arms weren't swinging enough and he had tight traps. And then you got to see, okay, how do we work on those muscles that have right. other issues going on? And that's the kind of stuff that you see in the seminar. Right. And especially that's what you see. You're going to see a lot of that in the sports course because of the sports course, we analyze gait and do functional movements to bring out these abnormalities because you can watch somebody walk their gait and you can be like, Oh, it looks pretty good. And then you go and you do, you correct what isn't working based on your other functional tests and their gait totally walk is changes. Like, it's like all of a sudden they're John Travolta from Saturday night fever. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you never thought you could extract that before. And so that's what's so exciting about, about doing demos, about taking these courses and guys, it, like it, it, it will seriously change your life. And I know again, another broad statement, but I, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore or, uh, it's really something if you're treating musculoskeletal pain, it's something that would be in your best interest. And, uh, it's, I get so excited because I see the changes and I get emails from people saying, thank you, because now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing that. And you feel so rewarded. You feel mm -hmm. full of gratitude, full of joy. Sometimes you know, I'm, I'm getting too excited here. I got to calm down. It's satisfying. It's, and it is energizing too. It's exciting. Um, question: Will there be yeah. will, will there be any soft tissue tissue live classes on the East Coast this year? The last one um, on the East Coast is the sports acupuncture seminar. Oh, this year, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's this year, and uh, yeah, that's and September twenty eighth and twenty ninth. And there's some soft tissue in that, uh, but mm -hmm. there is some um, because we talk about the vectoral lines. So it actually be very good because there is soft tissue, um, and not lot like Vancouver, uh, which is the whole day 
uh, of soft tissue a and 40 motor points that you've never seen before. Um, and then XDOR on Friday for the people who don't have XDOR, or you can just have come Saturday, Sunday. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's apparently uh, outstanding, and the sushi is top notch. Seattle was great. Seattle was beautiful. All you people that live in Seattle, I don't envy your traffic, but it was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> traffic problem. We did a lot of driving. Um, Danielle, any questions on the group? Yes, a question for Anthony. Uh, have you studied any manual osteopathy? Do you incorporate this into your XDOR assessments and soft tissue work? No, I have not uh, studied. Uh, maybe some of what I apply, it, it could be something that osteopaths do. It's just something that I've done through experience and through learning. I don't believe I do, like no visceral stuff or anything like that. Hmm. Anything else? Danielle? Sorry, I was, I was muted. Um, no, and not on the Facebook side. So I compliments to, for Anthony's hair and saying God bless you when he sneezes. And Thank also, um, well, how many push-ups are you up to? Yeah, that. Well, uh, so here's the thing. When I went to Seattle because uh, of the Norwegians, all right, I'm going to blame them <laughs> because I didn't actually get much sleep, all right, in four days because it was teaching all day and then going out and these yeah, guys. Yeah. Well, they're bad influences. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. coming back, I had no rest. I couldn't do push-ups. So I fell <laughs> off, all right, about a week. Fell off. And I find when you don't sleep, you can't build muscle, all right? Although I'm making good gains. So I got up to 70 in a row. And then I said, I need an edge. So I bought these push-up bars, like they use in the military, they're like a swivel. And I've been using those. And so I'm going to use them for a couple weeks. And I already feel so much more powerful. But because you can go down deeper. Um, so it's, it's not going to take me six weeks. I think it might be taking nine or 10 weeks. But uh, I, I honestly think you might not recognize me next time I see you in a month in Syracuse. I hope I think, so. Uh, yeah, no, like just... I think my shoulders are going to need a passport to get into the country. <laughs> um, not just, I'm going to need like one just for my shoulders. Are you going to be a buff version of Jerry Garcia? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's only a, it's, and it's push-ups, but it's, you know, for asking, it, it's going quite well. I feel much stronger. Um, Jessica says, um, Jessica is still a student. Boy, you are, that's awesome. You are going to hit the ground running. That's, that's just that's such a good time, such a good time to be graduating and practicing. And, you know, there's so much out there, much better than 10 years ago, especially 15 years ago, two more years to go. And you're already, this is, yeah. Oh boy, what an advantage. You'll have any equals value out. Yeah, that's incredible. So she wants to know the websites and, and where to get all this. Well, I mean, uh, AccuVid's stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, oh yeah, AccuVids.com has a lot of, uh, if you get a free membership that has a lot of free content. Clips. Yeah, I'd go there, go to AccuVids.com yeah. because you get a free membership. Yeah. So, and of course, the, the Facebook group. Yeah, the Facebook group, Chinese Medicine Networks. Um, just search that on Facebook, it should pop up. We just hit 7,000 members recently. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for making that happen. 7,000 and change now. Um, and then acupuncturemotorpoints.com also has some goodies over there. That's your website, right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, that's it. But but I think Ac I like AccuVids because there's such a library of, mm -hmm. of uh, body of work on that. Yeah, the, Acu the acupuncturemotorpoints.com kind of like entry level stuff, but um, the, the uh, because the AccuVids has like there's free things on like introductory to electroacupuncture stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. There's um, how to use the pointer. There's a pointer instructional video there. There is um, the red flags webinars. Those were good ones too. Yes, the red flags. So there's an old webinar know. that you did a while back. That's actually a free webinar that you went through the whole assessment and treatment with the pointer and the Edo on a patient. And I think you even drew, you might have drawn on the patient too, which helps. Yes, that's up there too. Yes. That's a, that's a great there's, one. So there, well, there's a lot. There's a lot up there. Yeah. We'll if you're in school, just take advantage of that and, and just 
just learn because before you know it, you'll be graduated. And that's when the real stress starts. You know, I, I'm not saying it's stress. I'm saying that school, you don't realize it, is the easy part. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Julie says, already using tips on treating trigger finger. Patients love me. That's awesome. And it's, it's everybody that takes it and then applies it. I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the, where the rubber meets the road. So. That's where the awesome. rubber meets the road. That's where that's right. you're doing it. So any last questions? or? Yeah, we got one more come in asking uh, if there's any more details on Florida in January. Oh, man. I was hoping to get off before I had to. <laughs> well, it looks like Tampa is in the lead. I'm all for that because I have a really good friend that lives in Tampa. And basically, we determine the locations of the seminars based on where my daughter wants to go or where I need to go. So that's a little known fact about how we decide. And uh, that's so not true. I, I like Tampa. No, I, I, think Tampa I think Tampa. I do know somebody the there. It's not where we're going. It, it's way ahead it, of the ball. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if if we can get a good turnout, I mean, that'll be phenomenal. It'll be January, looks like 17th to the 19th. Yeah, I mean, it's really in, uh, it's up to, uh, up to not just Floridians, people practicing in Florida, but people who want to attend that seminar. I mean, if if we get the numbers, we're there. If we don't, we, we, we can't go there. But um, I want to go to Florida. Uh, in, in, in January, okay? Yeah. It's minus 30 here. It's minus 30 here in Canada. So please, make it possible. Stephanie asked... Fahrenheit. Um, Stephanie, how did she do? She did actually really well. She uh, Cam finished middle of the pack. out of. Uh, she did 6 out of 12 or 6 out of 13 kids. So that was really good because that's kids from all over the country. And she was a lot less nervous at that at that show. It's the big show that Cam goes to once a year. So a bunch of kids go. So that's always fun. Thanks for asking, Stephanie. Um, a lot of horse people in this field. I always enjoy meeting people that, um, yeah, the abscess is better, but he's lame now. So <laughs> we have to have him check. Any other questions, please pop them in. In the meantime, we're going to wrap this up. If we get any last-minute ones in, we'll answer them. But, Anthony, anything else to add? Uh, no. I, I just hope to see you guys uh, in at the end of uh, well, three, three places. Uh, September 14th is the, the Joint Needling webinar, which is going to be That's really on sale cool. for 99 and Yeah, and that's going to be later. Yeah, yeah that's so. going to be there. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, the sports seminar, 28th, 29th, and the week after in Van City. Van City is a nickname for Vancouver, for those October uh, not sure. Yeah. Oh, and the sports one we moved. We moved yes. to the hotel, so for the sports course. It's still in Syracuse, but it's, it's at a much nicer venue. Thank you, Jessica, for, jo for joining in. Jessica says goodnight. Thanks a bunch. Good night, Jessica. Good luck with everything. Thanks, Stephanie, for tuning in. Dennis, Min, everybody. Thank you for, for hopping on. We appreciate it. If you have any other questions, you know where to go. Go to the CMTW Facebook group. You'll get lots of support there. Thanks, everybody. This was a Chinese Medicine Networks podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and free and paid content, visit AccuVids.com. And make sure to join our Facebook group. Just search Chinese Medicine Networks. Thank you all for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.